He's like, oh, do you see the, the updates? He got rid of this scene. I was like, oh, no, that was a good scene. He said, well, you've got a great scene with, with number one. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a great scene. That's meat and potatoes, that, man. Yeah, I saw it. Great, great stuff. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was blagging. I thought it was pulling my leg. And um, I went home that night, and sure enough, there, there was the scene. It was it's a, it's a nice moment in the film, too. It's kind of like the, the calm before the storm, you know, the... the, the Everybody button down the hatches. Welcome back to Pictures Up, the podcast where we talk careers in film. Today I'm talking with Mark Ashworth, an Atlanta-based actor who, uh, he doesn't sound like he's from Atlanta, and I guess it's probably true to say that he is not originally from Atlanta. We're going to figure out how uh, somebody from Manchester, England, ended up in Atlanta, Georgia as an actor who is the veteran of projects such as Magnificent Seven, Black Panther, Logan, as well as the upcoming Belly of the Whale, which is a film that I actually had a role in helping bring to the screen. Another upcoming project that he has worked on is the new Star Trek movie, First Frontier. Whether or not you're pursuing acting, there is a huge amount you can learn from Mark. Actors, filmmakers, we all have to live a life outside of film if you're going to have anything to say with your films. Another thing that Mark really, really opened my mind to is this idea of a symbiosis between kind of your passion and something else that you may be doing in order to uh, enable that passion as far as something that's putting food on the table in a way that's actually symbiotic with your dreams and your career versus being parasitic. A lot of times if we have a plan B, it's something that takes away from our plan A. Mark talks about how you can have something it's not even really right to talk about it i think in terms of plan a and plan b but something that helps him be more financially stable in a way that gives him the flexibility that he needs to be able to accept acting roles as they come up so anyway uh i've given enough of a preamble let's go ahead and jump right into it mark thanks for taking the time to sit down with me i'm absolutely thrilled to be here and 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 meet your beautiful boss yeah, baby of a boss. I always feel like it's sort of weird, but I think it's a cool enough kind of weird to uh, <laughs> to it's work. Definitely, definitely cool enough. You are not originally from Atlanta. That's very good. That's right. I'm not. I'm afraid my memory might fail me, but I feel like I remember you telling me you're from Manchester. Very good. Okay. Yes, I am. Manchester, England. Although I consider myself to be definitely more American now, as funny as I sound still. Interesting. Yeah. So how did you end up uh, in Atlanta? We we moved. I came here with my mum and dad, okay. my brother. So your family moved. We all did, yeah. We had met friends of friends who knew that we were coming to America, and they said, well, you landed in Florida. You must drive up and meet our friends in Tennessee. Okay. And uh, I think we took their address, but might not have had solid plans to go up and drive quite that far. In England, you can drive an hour. And that's a day trip. You know, everybody packs the sandwiches and, and, and off you go on the road trip an hour. And so driving up to Tennessee was, was quite a, um unimaginable thing. I would, imag I would imagine my mum and dad felt like. Did you fly into Miami or Orlando? We did, yeah. We were doing what would be considered a fly drive to, to the Brits. And, and we landed in, in Miami and we rented a car and we were going to drive up to Orlando and visit all the parks. You know, that's, sure. that's, that's the, the port of entry. Yes. From England. Yes. And um, we, we landed there 
and we'd taken their information up in Tennessee and I think I'm pretty sure we came during the time of year where there was um terrible it was it was late 80s and I think it if I'm not mistaken it might have been Hurricane Hugo came in and um it I remember me and my brother were probably about 11 or maybe even 10 around that time and I think we were driving a mad in the hotel room and it was like we we did what we could we would be it I think I remember being at SeaWorld back in the day in a in a plastic poncho yes and, and I, we were probably one of maybe a hundred people in the whole park <laughs> um you being from Manchester you you, you deal with the rain you, right. you don't let it slow you down or else you'd go nowhere and do nothing <laughs> right um but being on holiday I think they felt like they wanted to do a little bit more so we got in we got in a car and we drove out my mom and dad looked at each other one day and they looked at the forecast in the morning that's it everybody get in the car we're going to drive up and we're going to drive out of this we're going to go visit these friends in Tennessee so we we drove up there I think it felt like a, at least a day later it was probably yeah, like it's a long drive it was a long drive what I mean, part of Tennessee West Tennessee Memphis or kind of in the middle of Memphis and Nashville okay yeah there's a town called Jackson okay and um, just outside of that probably about probably about 25 minutes there's a town called Humboldt so we fell out of the car in Humboldt and we were welcomed, just a beautiful welcome. It's like the royal, mm. the royal red carpet came out. You know, they uh. were so thrilled to have. Um, I was brought up a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, really? I was. Okay. And so they were fellow Jehovah's Witnesses, and you know, they were just very, very welcoming to us. People, people would would bring us in and make sure that we we're doing something constantly. We would be at the lake, mm. um, skiing mm. on horses, mm. uh, riding four wheelers doing stuff that you would never, ever get the opportunity to do in Manchester, which is a concrete jungle, pretty much. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think I think we, we all kind of fell in love with it at that point, you know, the, the, the contrast from what me and my brother had been brought up. And I think at that point, my mum and dad decided that we're going to try and, 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 and expand everybody's outlook and, and get out of Manchester. So I was probably about 12 or 13 when, when they said that they wanted to do that. And I think... I was I was just about to turn 16 by the time I came over here. So that trip kind of opened the door. You went, you know, your your holiday ended, you went back. Yep. But that planted a seed. Yes. Yeah. It planted a seed and we came back I think the following year. That would be our, that was our new holiday place and crafted a really nice relationship with with um with the people that that we'd been set up to um from friends of friends and he he offered my dad his business. Hmm. He was retiring age, and he said, uh, "You know, would you be interested in buying the business?" Which is one of the easier ways, I think, to get into the country is to put money in, into the economy, create jobs, and and so he did that. He did that for a while, and um, eventually Walmart came in, hmm. and kind of kind of dipped his dipped his business big time, as oh, okay. they would with any small businesses. This was a tiny little auto parts store, something my dad okay. had never ever done. And uh, they came in, and, and they, 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 they take a lot of money from these little businesses, you know, all the oil yeah. sales that people would come in and give my dad. Um, you know, they would go to Walmart because they're getting them cheaper, you know. And so right. he got out of that. He got into cabinet making. My dad's a cabinet maker. Okay. Yeah, so he, he's, had a, he's, had a, he's had a great story. My dad is, uh, you know, in, inspiring. You know, you just kind of jump in sometimes and do stuff. And because it's the right thing to do. It, you, you don't know where it's going to lead you, but you're open to the journey. 
Yeah. Right. And he did that, and um, he did what he had to do to do it, and didn't necessarily. It wasn't a finality that he was going to be selling auto parts the rest of his life, but the wonderful cycle of that was he got back into doing what he did, what his craft was, what he loved to do, which was make cabinets. Hmm. I I, uh, I lived in Tennessee for a few years, and then I moved to Atlanta. In 1997, so I lived in Tennessee for four years. Okay. And then I was, I was, I got a job opportunity in Atlanta in a very, very lucrative business, cleaning carpets. <laughs> and I say lucrative just because you, you never know when you might pick up a chicken bone, and he doesn't need a chicken bone, right? I picked up a chicken bone every every once in a while, and uh, yeah, I did that. I did that, and then I, I got out of that, and yeah, I'm just there ever ever since. That's quite a story already. <laughs> so, so cleaning carpets brought you to Atlanta. Yes, and that was late nineties. Ninety seven. Okay. Yep. And you were cleaning carpets, but um, I'm I'm guessing that that's not part of your life at this point. No. Uh, which you're probably glad for. I got out of that. Yeah. I did. So, were you just literally cleaning carpets, or were you selling vacuums? My wife did did a thing selling vacuums for a little while, which oh, yeah. turned into mostly just cleaning people's carpets. But yeah, <laughs> no, this was this was strictly cleaning carpets. I I, uh, I was trained to, um, it's basically like a vacuum cleaner with with what's called a wand, and yeah. I had a van. Okay. That I would have the machinery in the back. I'd right. have to fire it up and run and this hoses. Hoses mm -hmm. like I don't know. 200 feet of this vacuum hose that would spray the water and then suck it up, you know, and it'd be a little soap mix in it, and mm -hmm. and then I'd have to go somewhere and, and empty it out, traveling with this stuff in the back that reeked, absolutely ponged. And, uh, you know, you'd do carpet repairs here once in a while. He had, he had a lot of jobs that, that were apartment complexes that you could go in, and I guess it, it was it was one of these guys that I was I was like 18, I was 19, I think, when I when I was doing it, and it was one of these guys that that worked um, for Steve, who who owned the business, uh, Dirtbusters, it was called at the time, and uh, he worked for him, and he'd worked for him for a while, and he, we were talking one day, and he said something along the lines of, "Oh man," he said, "No, no, you're doing this now." He said, "This, this, this is it. Once you once you do this, the money's just too good, and you you you'll not get out of this." And I. I kind of i kind of looked at him and he he he, he firmly believed it and uh, i i could see that he believed it and uh, i'm not, i'm not sure if it scared me but it definitely shook me a little bit enough to say hang on a minute i'm 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 not, I'm not down with this this is this isn't going down like this this right. is not happening the story doesn't end here <laughs> you know and so i uh, yeah Put put my notice in and yeah, turn him turn him my notice mm -hmm. and then uh, I got into um, into waiting tables again and worked at an Italian restaurant in Atlanta and I did that did that for a while, you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an actor now yeah for a long time I was I was kind of um, straddling the fence on you know I was I was waiting tables yeah. And, um, Which is sort of like a rite of passage for actors, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 like it's uh not everybody does it but enough people wait tables when they're trying yes. to, to to get a break yeah it's one of those professions that enables you to if you have a good relationship with your boss and with your fellow employees that that is very forgiving to an actor's schedule which can be very 
um, stop start. It can be very um, sporadic. It can be very uh, need need an answer in instantly. You know, you need to. I've got a rush. You could say you've got an audition that you have to go on. You have to be able to uh, get your shift covered or be okay with you missing the shift that night. You know, it's, it's so many opportunities that I've had and um, ultimately jobs that have come out of them were because I was able to say yes and, and I had the adaptability in my schedule to do that. And and, and I would be okay if, if, um, if the opportunity was right, I would be okay with, with walking away from that job waiting tables i think maybe valeting service industry is good yeah what you're talking about is the difference between well you're touching on a bunch of stuff but the difference between a job and a career yeah and how those things can sometimes be in competition with each other but it sounds like the kind of ideal sort of job for someone wanting to produce or pursue acting or i would i would say uh even other um, disciplines within filmmaking, yeah. That that flexibility, yeah. You know, to where you're still putting food on the table, but you know, if you need flexibility this way or that to say yes to something, that you still have that. Yes. Yeah. Very very important. This actor, who who was on the Cosby Show when he was much younger, he played one of um, Doctor Huxtable's daughter's husband, son-in-law. Son-in-law. He was yeah. his son-in-law. And, um, yeah, there was some pictures of him working a job at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And uh, I was talking about this this morning, my friend Scott. There's a picture of him working that job, and, and I think uh, some news outlet just got hold of him and, and, and basically summed it up by saying, you know, this is how far he's, he's, he's kind of sunk. or he's, When in actual fact is, you know, that, that he said it himself when he, he, I think he had an interview on it and he said there isn't there is no job that's better than another one you know they're all just as valuable as each other some of them pay more but ultimately i mean and i and i can relate to this too he's 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 doing what he has to do he has a family he's supporting his family you know he he knows when when he's got a paycheck that's coming in and when he doesn't and he probably knows when his savings gets down low enough that he has to jump in and do what he has to do in order to 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 keep that that specific level and and i i personally i i i think it's so empowering if if an actor steps away from from being on set or you know if if there's a point in his life where he feels like he needs to jump in to make some money then that's 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 life that's that's it you, we do so much stuff that that we have to do in order to keep chasing that dream it's balance it's a balancing act right you've you've got your arm on let's say your acting is on the left and then and then your um your your waiting table job is on the right and and sometimes it's peaks and valleys in acting right so there's there's that job that goes up and down in the in the right hand and then there's the acting world in the left that goes up and down and and sometimes you know you, you you're in the middle and you just kind of have to counterweight the two of those and you know that's that's i i think it was disgraceful how they 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 shone him in that light you know he's he's a successful actor he's still doing it he's been on an hbo show he's he's so many years later he is still doing it and it could be that trader joe job that has gotten him the affordability to be able to keep doing it you mm, know yeah. you have to make make it meet do whatever you have to do to keep chasing your dream 
important. Yeah, and I think, it, well, first of all, it just seems um, wrong to shame somebody for doing honest work. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, like Character building work, that, I mean, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, and that's a really interesting perspective, though, that I hadn't thought about, which is that sometimes, uh, well, I can imagine more than one reason to do a job like that, but if it's what's enabling to con him to continue doing other things that he enjoys, then what, what's, you know, what's to criticize? Fuel. Yeah. Rocket fuel for dreams, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah, and I, I, I wait tables and I love it. I, uh, my, my, um, job at Miller Union I've been working I worked there last week a few shifts because because I can I'm you know I've, I've, I'm not on set I can I can step in and I'm, although I'm not my friend Neil owns the restaurant which is a definite plus my mate is one of the best mates um, Neil McCarthy he runs Miller Union it's a great James Beard award winning restaurant in in Atlanta okay um, he 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 knows he he likes people on board his staff that have got something something special because then they bring something to what they're doing right it's it, it's not just about the food and 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 the dining experience it's about cre creating a a connection and they they deal with that the connection between the farm to table it's a farm to table restaurant so there's a connection between the food and the people and the farmers and the chefs there's a connection and that's what we're working at and i i i love going in there and working and connecting and making somebody's night. Every table you wait on is different, you know. Um, I, I I get so much fulfillment out of creating an experience for somebody, you know. It's not about the money for me. Somebody's like, if you had a good night, did you have a good night? I, I don't look at the money aspect of whether or not it was a good night. It, it, it's lucrative if I have managed to connect with somebody and I've given them a good experience and they they enjoy the experience as much as I do. You know, I think that's 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 the most important thing. So, I I, I love uh, stepping in and doing doing that whenever whenever I can. I will. What is that balance between you and you described it as a balance, which I think is a really appropriate way. Um, it seems like pursuing acting, unless you're like uh, at a very, like everybody pretty much that I've ever talked to that's an actor, even a, a serious actor who has significant credits and so on, that there is some sort of balance between that work and something else that they're spending their time on. Um, is it something that you would seek or look forward to, to try to only act? Or is that not part of... Um, is that not part of what you see as being like some sort of goal that you're stretching towards? People ask me sometimes if, if I would consider coaching. There's a lot of people that I know, people that haven't been doing it for quite as long as I have that, that have, have taken that on and more power to them to do that, right? Um, people, people might think that I'm very successful in, in that, and I am. I'm very, very grateful for everything that I've accomplished so far, but um, and, and, and there's a lot more to come. But uh, as far as coaching, uh, I, I have no interest in that at the moment. Now, if I'm self-taping somebody, which is a lot of our work, we do a lot of taping. Um, you know, that's the industry standard now, especially here in Atlanta. Um, I, I, I enjoy um, that part of coaching because it's very specific to what we're working on in that moment, you know. But as far as the... Are you the, talking about an audition? Yes. Tape? Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
audition taping, you know, as long as they they, they come and they, they do their part. And then I'm looking at it, like, well, maybe what, what if? Or let's try it like this um, instead, instead of um, him um, talking about a death. Let's say instead of instead of him dying five years ago, let's 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 go through the process of maybe thinking about what if he died last week? You know, just just changing up certain certain elements like that. I I enjoy bringing out certain things within a read specifically. Probably waiting tables is 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 kind of a, a good fallback because I enjoy it. Mm. You know, um, I don't I don't know what else I would what else I would do. I I do what I can to keep busy as far as the acting goes. I you know, but I'm so reliant on auditions coming in from my agent I, I i do what i need to do in order to give them as much as they need to get me in the door for a read right I try and build my resume as much as possible uh, special skills um headshots have to be up to date and all that kind of stuff but i don't know maybe i just haven't found uh what it is yet that can keep me immersed in the acting world 100 percent. you know even even on my, my down times when I'm grafting rather than having to go to the restaurant, you know, and maybe I will find it one day. Maybe it is coaching at some point in the future. Yeah, I don't know. So as I just listen, listen to, to you sort of process all of this and talk about it, it yeah. seems like there's a part of it that um, there's a peace and a confidence, I think, that you have towards Faith. everything. Yeah. Absolutely. That not everybody shares, you know. It's confidence at a certain level, but it's also a piece that, like, it's just it, if it's going to happen, it will, and if it doesn't, that's okay too. You know, with and I don't know, I'm putting your words in your mouth at this point, but you're focusing on spending your life in a way that feeds you, sort of regardless in some ways of exactly the outcomes, right? Yeah, I don't know. Am am I am I? Am well, I, I think it's important. I'm reading between the lines. Well, but... that's good. I, I like that. That's that's what we're supposed to do as as actors too is to read between the lines because that's where the gold is. Mm. I do the job that I do at the restaurant because it affords me the freedom to be able to say yes. It's empowering to me to be able to say yes as much as possible uh, because there's there's those doors that get opened. Um, based on the work that you do and you're always moving forward i think in my downtime i'm 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 pretty sure that i'm i'm constantly doing something every day that reminds me that i'm an actor um it's very important to have that but i i i have faith that that things will happen and i've i've done a lot of work yeah and 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 i could have already my big break could already be out there you know because it's forever in film and in relationships mm. you know and and that's the important part I take to set is is crafting a relationship around the characters that I bring with the people that that have have created the characters and and the people that they bring together to help create the medium of film and whatever it is we're we're working on. You know, if I can get called back by another director um, on another project after the initial one that we have done, that 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 is gold you've done your job you've done your job more more than because there's so many people out here that are doing it you know if if you can make a connection and and, and make an impression on somebody that they will bring you back on a job then man you, you're doing everything right and and that's what i aspire to do and yeah i i i choose not not to become not to put all my eggs in the basket of my agent i think mm. you know 
the audition, every audition becomes about need and want and it's the opposite of freedom, you know, you mm. put so much into that, it, it, you know, I want, I want that and, and, and it, you just translate things a little differently if, mm. if you're um, dependent upon making that money uh, from the audition, like when I book this or if I book this or, you know, um, rather than the, the, the process of, of creating the between the lines stuff. Well, you just said something that I think sort of summed up an aspect of what I'm sensing here, which is that you said need and want is the opposite of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Uh, well, I mean, you you show what you need and want by action, right? You you do things. You you. I, I, I'm a firm believer in in the attraction of certain energies and i think you know if 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 you want certain things to happen then you you have to enable them there are going to be so many tests and so many sacrifices that you will come towards when when you um when you decide on um a destination and what you want to accomplish and there's so many challenges to to becoming good and there's so many so many obstacles um that will keep you striving and becoming better at getting towards that destination, um, I guess it. I guess it's a faith and and something that I have gotten over over time over doing. Sanford Meisner says it, it takes twenty years to become a good actor, and it, it it you could you could translate that to a human. It takes twenty years to become a good human, no matter what you are. Right? It it you you learn along the way um, who you are and and what you want what you're willing to sacrifice and what what you're willing to do to get there yeah i think if 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 you need and want you tend to grab you mm. grab at things and, and you can suffocate things mm. rather than letting them have the freedom or being open to you know going going a little bit over that way in order to stay on track of of the destination sometimes there are obstacles that you have to take you know you have families um they have needs you have injuries they need to be tended to and and things that can slow you down I, i'm a firm believer of the energies and you can attract these good energies just by just by what you put out right yeah <laughs> in in all my interactions with you i've had this sense of um that I, i've had a sense that i could see how you'd be okay with things regardless of the outcome at a certain level like i don't know there's just something very grounded about you maybe that's a, a good way to put it that that you may want something to go this way or that but it's not going to ruin your day if the if something goes this way or that yeah and i think not a lot of people can say that honestly it's just a very very mature way to look at life and i think especially applicable to everything you're saying it is as applicable to life at it as it is to being an actor, you know, and yeah. I, I can certainly see how one of the prerequisites in some way, and, you know, I guess maybe there are a lot of ways to get to a certain destination, but sort of knowing who you are has to be, seems like it'd be pretty core yeah. to being able to, to do the work of an actor. Grounding is definitely, definitely grounding. And yeah, like I say, that's something that, you know, starting out, you gung ho. It's like, oh, I've got to do this. This, this, uh, this is just what I'm. I'm. This is what I'm supposed to do. What, what can I do that's more? What can I do? Um, 
rather than just living, right? And living, living is the experience that you bring to each and every role and you're trying to breathe life into something. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably a maturity that I've gained over, over years, just having, having faith in, in things working the way through. One of the things that I'm fascinated with is when things that are obstacles in our lives actually become bridges to something. Yeah. Have you had any experiences like that or that you might characterize that way? That's just life. There's even even an extreme loss. I think there are there are positives that you can take from that. Extreme loss, you know, when you lose some somebody that you love the, the the positive moments that you can create after them just from feeling their presence and and allowing that moment of heartbreak to affect you will will take you to a place of gratitude on the other side i think i think looking at looking at things with love as 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 hard and as as dark as days may be um in in loss um looking to the 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 positive of what comes out of that how much love that you have left to give you know just just the the the, the positives of being so affected a lot of young filmmakers struggle to tell stories because they haven't lived a lot of life oh, yet yes right yes but what i sort of hear you saying is that you can only be successful to a certain point as an actor until you've lived a life and lived a diversity of experience that you like the first job is to be a human being, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, that's what we that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here, in general, as 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 humankind to do, and everything else. The art gives us the um, the the medium to express that. You know, I think that's one of the things that that. Well, that's why we all go to the movies. It's why we watch television or, or or connect or laugh is because we we can relate we 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 can we can feel somebody's pain because it's so relatable we we want to be connected we want we 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 we're okay with crying or some people are okay with being scared mm. that's 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 life that's living life i think it's so important two young actors i was talking about this this morning somebody i I love dearly, um, young young actor. He was so hungry, so so hungry to doing it. But it's all he lives, breathes, and and thinks about. And it it can be it can you can suffocate it, you know. And going out and 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 living life and and having experiences and and going through all that and getting getting through all that is where you get your stripes. And, and then you've got so much more to bring on the, on the tail side of that. Do you think there's a risk in being too successful too soon? Like, is it important that you need to suffer, for lack of a better way to put it? <laughs> Do you need to suffer some before you find success? I wouldn't wish suffering on anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't. And, and if anybody gets a break, it happens. They, 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 they do happen. Um, but the majority is, is hard work and, and going down into the trenches and, and, and living living that life and, and, and working towards it. You know, they say there's a lot of luck involved in, in this business and, and that there is, um, but it's, it's all luck that you make yourself. You're in control of that luck. You have to, you have to get up in the morning. You have to, you have to put your headshots out there, you know, um, 
you know you you have to you have to have a, a knowledge I, I believe of the craft sometimes people do get discovered and and somehow they're just natural but then i i would say that the 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 filmmaker the director in in certain extent is it's a that that's the look of of you not having the craft or the knowledge of the craft which might be beneficial because there's a lot to know and it can it can weigh you right but the, then then you look to the director it's the look that that director met you because he knows how to work with you and manage you and in these situations so that's the look that it's involved and then sure they they have a hit movie because the director is good at directing you know it's not just oh throw you in there there you are in front of the camera and there's like 60 people watching you you know no pressure <laughs> um so you said that you wouldn't wish suffering on oh, yeah. anybody, Truth. right? Yeah. And I guess is there a kind of suffering that can be um, helpful to to you know you, we've been talking a lot about sort of maturity of perspective and so on, and I think in sometimes sometimes it's hard to get to those places of maturity. I think without having experienced some mm. some level of uh, I, I don't know if maybe suffering is the right word, but certainly things not going the way that you wanted them to. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe striving maybe mm. striving might be a little gentler of a word than suffering right you yeah. have to go through a, a lot of striving and you know you, you you can use that for good I think it you know is part of your um, fuel you know you could use it for fuel to, to, to put in the tanks to go somewhere but you know that, that, that fuel I say you know it, you have to generate the right kind of fuel you're not looking for for rocket fuel or you might blow things up right you're just looking for fuel that can keep you say going to your next audition right you know um, sustain yeah sustain. just sustain yourself it's just that balance balance again you know what it was that they have been through what what this journey meant to them and how it molded them as they moved forward and I think those are those are you know it's good to reflect. It's constantly good to reflect. You know it lets you know how far you've come, in in actual fact. Whenever mm. you can reflect, you know you mm. may not be moving at the space of the speed that you would like, but but if if you can reflect, you can see that you are constantly moving forward. Reflection is key. You came here from uh, doing some horse riding. Yes. Yeah. I did. And it occurs to me that that may be one of some variety of of unique things that you have been able to do because of your work as an actor. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Well, this morning I was at my friend's house. I had a, I had an audition last week for a for a feature that's shooting in town. Here. I don't know that I can't mention it. Whatever. It's Harriet. A story of period piece obviously on Harriet Tubman okay underground railroad and okay. um yeah the uh, the role was looking for experienced horse riders and I've been on a horse a few times um in my life and in my career I've done a couple of couple of movies with horses and I've got a friend Scott Palmer who has a uh, farm in Covington on the east side of town yeah I I wanted to go up and um be as ready again as I slated in my audition <laughs> for you know just should should i book it you know i think yeah. i think that as many things as you can have in your skill set to put on your special skills on your resume is is beneficial to you as an actor as as, as uh, wide of a range of, of you can create for that special skills on your resume it, it, it 
rounds you out as a human right these are fun things to do and and yeah i think it's important to keep challenging yourself you know scary a little bit on horses it can be especially horses you've never ridden before you know so going out there and getting comfortable uh with horses and he's been teaching me a lot about saddling and um stalling and and tending to the feet let's see what else have i had the pleasure of doing on my resume that's on there i can walk ski but yeah just uh just do doing anything that you might enjoy put yeah. it on your resume mm. you know even stuff mm -hmm. like being able to um do a stick shift a manual transmission right. right yeah that kind of thing you know i've got a i've got a friend who um who is in the special effects mm. um and he he does uh head casts and oh, you know the ability i've helped him out before and willing to um create a head cast i can do that you know for myself right which on indies uh, matters yeah you know if somebody looks at that and they're like wow he can do that they'll bring me in what do you enjoy most about acting i enjoy film work um mostly and do you i think do stage as well a little bit of stage okay yeah which is very very fulfilling i uh, last year i was i was on stage doing uh Billy Crudup in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm. and it was it was amazing. It was it was uh, I I always enjoyed being on on. I've only done it a few times before for the Christmas Carol, which is very period specific, right, and accent specific. But this one, he was a little bit more emotional work. It was more of a modern play. He was a very very emotional role, and we got to we got to work on that for a couple of months and it, it was absolutely amazing to be there working it and working these moments and finding um the, the the truth in in these moments and working with that character for two months in film and television you never get that hmm. you get maybe three days two at the most three usually on an audition to prep it and if you hear back to get a call back, you'll you'll go back into it again. Um, but even if you do book it, as far as actually living the character and and those moments in the creative environment of actually being on stage or, or performing, right? In film, you don't you don't get that. In theatre, to to live and breathe the character and to be able to find different moments throughout the run of the rehearsal process and the actual going up on stage uh, with an audience, it was so rewarding. We were finding things during the run of the play even all the way down. You never get stuck. I prefer not to get ever stuck in 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 the performance, you know. Even just, you know, once you've once you've blocked something out, just moving moving a different direction or making the actors just, just wonder you know where where's he going what's going on you know they know but the audience doesn't know um saying saying a line that you direct into um your your castmate to the other guys on the other end of the stage you know that creates different feelings and and just finding those beats and those moments um was amazing but when back to your question film i i i love the um the opportunity to to create the the, the minutiae of character you know that that's you, you have to put so much homework in which is very very personal um 
until you get to set and then you you bring everything that you've you've worked on you know these horse riding let's say you work you bring all that skill um along with with uh, the character to set and then you get the opportunity and at that point you work in and and the crew is your audience they're the ones that you're um you're emoting for at, the, at that point you know so you you want to I'm always kind of clued into to the crew members. Um, they're 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 my audience at that point. Um, I I enjoy that element of it. Um, I guess I guess I do more film because it's just it's just hard to um, financially look after my wife and child while I'm um, on on stage. It's just theatre is. Uh, at the moment for me anyway is is not quite as um financially viable as as like booking a, a, a you know film television or commercial stuff you get paid like 50 dollars stipend i think probably for the run of the play but oh. it's more about that it's not about that right it's it's more about the the opportunity to to live that character and it's, it's that that's the payment when you're doing theater but i i just love the creative process you know the, the 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 drawing of the character. The the I, I do I do enjoy the um once once you have gotten the role the uh, the delving into uh, script and mm. and just trying to translate and find the character. Those moments before you even get a chance to present um, who who he might be to the director are just you know that's very very personal time and the, there are different clues and 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 elements of script that you can just kind of eat up you know it's it's so rewarding um and you get these aha things that happen while you while you're studying i, I like to study i'll study at the home i'll study at um coffee shop i think i think it's important to to remove myself from elements of of the house mm. when i'm studying yeah uh, but also be in an environment where i'm not that always concentrating on it i think it's important to allow inner inner sounds and um inner in external interactions with other people at the same time um you know it creates a different translation of the material you know sometimes i'll go to the library for the peace and quiet to again that's another um way of of um getting into um the material the the term creative process i i you know that it, it can mean a lot of different things you know we get some sense of creative process but it's so interesting to hear what your creative process actually is it sounds like uh theater work uh you get to inhabit the character for a lot longer yes. and so you get to live with it yeah it's like you get to wear that outfit for longer which of course acting is much more than that but i think for a lot of people there's something sort of transformative that happens when when the wardrobe changes For sure some but with with uh film you only get to i don't know is it true you only get to sort of live in and with that character sometimes for a very small amount of time the the life you you have to bring that life to set having lived it in I the see. prep i see you know but as far as getting the opportunity for discovery the opportunities for discovery once you're on set are much smaller because there's just everybody's around. There's 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 uh, much more money on the line, 
Now, I say that, there are, there are certain directors that... Uh, I had a friend that, that worked on a uh, a show, Mindhunter, mm. and he worked with a director, I think he was an English fella, and uh, he told me that they, they were rehearsing a scene... Um, the day that they were shooting it, they were they rehearsed it for six hours. Wow! Before they shot, and that was that director's specific technique. But so that hmm. that would be that would be that is an actor's dream. A right. film, a television actor's dream is to get the opportunity to to actually thoroughly live the life and 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 find and discover certain moments within the scene. You know, and 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 that way it kind of releases everything. You you bring a colourful life to set, but then you have to let all of that go, which is being putting the trust into the trust of the director, right? He's steering the ship, and and just being okay, okay with that. And that would that would be a total dream to kind of that's kind of living the both worlds there. I find, but right, that that is very very that seldom happens. Yeah, you know. One of the things that you said earlier was that you uh, use the crew as your audience a little bit. I'd never thought of that before. As a as somebody who's worked on crews, you know, we try to stay out of the eye lines and we try to make sure that the actors have the headspace and the physical space that they need. Um, can you tell me more about what you mentioned as far as using the crew as sort of an audience? I, I think they're they're the ones that are there in 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 the moment they so they they ultimately although they they probably steering clear of eye lines and 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 being extremely quiet and nobody but me knows that they're you know i i, I don't know i think there's 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 a there's an element of of wanting to you know this let's say the sound guy you i i i often try and get feedback from the sound guy mm. when I'm going in there, you know, and they're, they're, they're my crew. They're the people that I can bounce back on. A lot of directors, they, they you know, they, they keep their hands to themselves, even oh. if it, even if they're really happy the way it's going. Yeah, um, they hold their, their cards close. They do, yeah. and yeah. They, 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 don't, they don't show, and um, that's just part of what they do. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're not interested in reaffirming the actor. They don't, you know, we we shouldn't be looking for re reassurance from from them. But at the same time, I think it it is important to know that you you're sounding right, or yeah, you know. Or, so, what kind of feedback do you look for if you ask a sound person? You know, for just a, 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 how did it sound? Um, you know, uh, sound is sound is key, especially in film, right. because it's all so so personal. You know, that that microphone right. is right on your chest; it can hear you breathing. And, yeah. and and he can hear your emotion and and um how I, I'm, I'm curious as to how how it looks and how it how it uh, transfers to the monitor that he's looking at you know i, I want to know what my frame is so i'll interact with with the uh, the camera the camera guy and you know just find out what he's shooting on and 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 where i'm placed in his frame and um yeah i i, I guess i guess part of the process for me is is getting acquainted with that crew and they're they're my audience as soon as i walk on set you, you're on set as soon as you walk on set you know as soon as you get dropped off off the van you, mm. you you're down there and so as soon as you're on set you, you're pretty much on i think it's important to to 
own own those moments you know and with with a sense of confidence and just the way the way that you interact with the crew can help you build that um you know the way that you you connect with them mm. um you can work your character into that you know so that they're, they're the people that you can interact with in character i say you look for feedback but you you look for a connection okay yeah from the the crew you know you you're not necessarily looking for for results but you you you're just looking to connect and then you carry that into you can carry that into the scene. It's almost less about specifically what you're trying to get back, but just almost like this sense of presence. Yes. Like acknowledgement. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. You, you, we are people. We are doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're working with them, you know, they, they're, they're doing their job too. And they're trying to capture these moments as well. And so if you, if you have something that is a surprise that you want to bring out, be it a little piece of action, you want to make sure the cameraman's on top of it. Like, is this right. in frame? what's over my shoulder is that um in in the frame of my shoulder so if i glance over my shoulder is that going to be picked up can you see what i'm looking at right and and then you know a little focus trick and you know it's part of we're all working in this together i i find it important to 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 be as um collaborative as possible in those moments when you're on set they're your audience they're you who you you're working with them they're your audience and they're your your accomplices. It's, it's just so interesting. I'm just thinking about that because I always try, um, when I'm working with actors on set, I usually am very conscious to, to limit my interactions sure. to exactly what's at hand, yeah. you know? And, yes. and I think uh, I, my gut tells me that that's probably correct, but there's maybe part of something that I'm also missing and not seeing. I think it, it's at the mercy of the actor. And I've worked with people too before that and I know that they, they they say to the crew, Don't 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 look him in the eye or don't don't talk to him and I that doesn't serve me at all. Hmm. That does not serve me. I, I just dislike I think there's no space for those type of people in this business. I don't I, I don't care how talented or how much of a professional you may be if 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 you if you can't look somebody in the eye it just it, it boggles my mind that those people are even doing this it it does I, you know i'm 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 maybe not not to uh, swerve you around the place but i may be a little bit more of an extrovert mm. in in mm -hmm. my process as being on set so the the way that i am with with uh, my crewmates i don't think there's any space for that in the collaborative process what you've been told or what you feel like as far as you know not wanting to um get involved or in in the space or anything i think there's a delicate line yeah you know there's there's definite line um between what is acceptable and and maybe what might not be quite so acceptable you know um, but I, I always want to let the people that are, are working at capturing the best side of me know that I am open to them. I think that's important. I think probably different acting talent will probably have somewhat different views on some of it. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, as as someone in the crew, it's almost like you you kind of need to leave it in their court a little bit, but yeah. be there for them 
-hmm. if they're there, you know, if they want someone to be there, you know, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, coming up and starting a conversation before you're ready to roll is different. Yes. You know, yeah. Don't, that, don't, don't cross that line because there's a definite process that goes in, you know, as soon as everybody's lined up and on set and, and ready to go. Right. Um, but as far as, as far as downtime, and you know what downtime is on set, you know, there's, there's, for, for me, there's never really any downtime on set. Uh, but for, because, because I have to, I have to carry myself, you know, um, I think for, for crew, there are, there are moments where you're, you're working and you're busy. And then by the time you get to um, getting ready to roll, things have probably slowed down a little bit at that point. You know, and now it's, it's, it's back in the actor's, the ball would be back in the actor's court as mm. to the kind of interaction that he, he might want or need or whatever. And I think it is, is, there's, there's definite set there's a, there's a knowledge of, 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 of the, uh, the boundaries, right? Sometimes it, it, it can be a little too much if, if somebody wants to come over and start a conversation or, or sing a song or, you know, and you're going into this emotional... I remember doing a, <laughs> doing a scene on the Magnificent Seven and we're in front of the church and the church is burning and um, they were setting up the cameras. The church is burning away and, and I'm looking up <laughs> at the church as this is the Lord's house. You know, it's a very emotional moment because my church is burning down. A member of the congregation has just been shot in the main street and... Um, they're framing it up and there's the heats on you know and the, the the everything is going and and this fellow was from england he was talking to me he's like you watched the football this weekend <laughs> he's a west ham support and he's like oh and so i want to engage with him and he's like we were talking for a second and and um you watched football this weekend and and i'm i'm looking i was like yeah like, yeah it was like and then somebody's like and the cameraman gives him the nod and then he's like all right ready to go all right uh sound speed he starts to roll in <laughs> and just just like that and there i am like thinking one minute thinking about football the next we look at the church and i just turned it into well, what would you do in that moment was just like you, you fight or flight you, you're gonna fight and go go with it you know yeah. you're not gonna say well can i get a second here because that's everybody else is waiting on you now so i i just turned it into the those tears of just what the devil has gone on here <laughs> <laughs> you know why you why'd you do that to me <laughs> and i used it i used it for what it was right but um there there are moments when and certain things to talk about i find yes and no answers um questions might be might be uh more appropriate once you act as in position right you know right if you're going to do that at all but once, once the actor's in position or rehearsing and blocking and um, this it's, it's time to work for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> there's there a fine is, line. Yeah, there's a cadence. I think understanding, uh, which you've just described in many ways, like there's a cadence to the set, and I think for each person there, they have sort of their own cadence. But then there's this sort of big cadence that the set is on as well. Yeah, and understanding those different processes and rhythms, I think, is also pretty important and obviously you know i think everybody on set tries to respect the the actor's space and for what they're doing but i think that if if i were to ask a variety of crew members each of them would have sort of their own version of like 
this is a this is time I need to be left alone a little bit, you know, like I'm up on top of a ladder doing a a thing. Yeah. And uh works both ways. Yeah. It definitely does. Any memorable stories from a set? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got loads. Yeah. What do you want? That you can that you're at liberty to uh Oh man. Oh, okay. I, I can talk a little bit about one that's one of my favorite moments from Magnificent Seven. Um, we were in the saloon and um, it was a scene where I think the, the, the seven were around the table and it was right before lunch. They were blocking out the scene and um, one, one of my castmates, Carrie, um, she, was, she was to be given out beans in the scene no, it was it was Haley. Haley was giving out the beans. She was giving out the beans and feeding everybody. And this was the way it was blocked out. That was the way that the director said it. He's blocking it out, blocking it out. And so they did that. And um, by the time they get to rolling, the rolling, she comes around with these beans and she gives she gives some to Denzel. And Denzel looks at her, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" The camera's rolling. Why are you giving me beans? Why are you giving me beans right now? Can't you see that I've already got beans on my plate? Why would you give me beans? And 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 um, she was just kind of a little bit mortified by it, so she she kind of had to go and reset. So she 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 resets and we're getting around to do it again. She said, "I guess because that's what I'm doing. I'm giving out beans. I've got a plate full of beans. Where would I miss you? I'm giving you some more, whatever." And then um, the the next time it comes around, she skips him, um, and she goes to uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Jack Horn, his character. She went well when she gets to Denzel. Um, Jack Horn says, Whoa, he says, I- I'll, I'll take those beans. You know, he totally played into what uh, Denzel had done in the first take because he had been rolling, right. he'd kept it, he totally had taken that. He said, Well, I'll take those beans. I'm a growing. Uh, Denzel looks at him, he's like, He's like, Really, you doing that? Really? And 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 Vincent looks at him, he says, What? I'm a growing boy, I need my beans. He was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So he's using what what was what was done there, right? And he created a moment in in that, and it didn't make the cut of the film because it, it, I think I think that Denzel had a tendency to come out of character a little bit if something was going away other than he expected things. So it was kind of unusable, unusable. But I love that experience. Uh, I love that. I love that Denzel. Um, sorry, Vincent just kind of managed to. Turn turn it into lemonade, you know. It was it was brilliant. Um, let me see anything else from uh, Magnificent Seven. Something that I, I like to say about that film. You would you wouldn't know it by seeing. Have you seen the film? I haven't. You got to see it. it. Yeah. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing in it. He's one of my favorite actors. He's just amazing, and he 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 plays this character who is a mountain man. And he's full of like um, fur, you know. He's been up in the mountains, and he his first scene, he comes bounding out. There's an axe that gets thrown. He comes bounding out, and he comes marching across, and he's just like a big rugged mountain man. He's and his voice choice is just crazy. He's like oh, Pitchton, whoa! It's it's quite bizarre to listen to, right? Um, you would never know it, but. In, in the script, in the original script, all the way up to shooting, um, 
his character had a sidekick who was a, um, I think it was a big English Mastiff, big old dog. And he had been living up in the mountains with just his dog for company. And so, as you see, when you watch the film, just judging his demeanour and the way that he had formed his character, it has to do everything with the dog, mm. who, at the very end, didn't even make the cut of the film. It was too hot for the dog to work. Oh. So they had to release the dog. And But... but Still, that that that's that work I was telling you about that you do before you get to set, you know, and and they're uh, playing with the character and those moments in solitude that you get to experience and 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 fine tune, bring certain choices. That was what Vincent had formed out of living up in the mountains with his dog, and 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 uh, yeah, I think he, he he delivered it perfectly. But no no nobody would know that choice just by watching the film, but now you do watch it and think mm. about that. He's amazing. He's got one of the spoiler. He's got one of the best death scenes that I've ever seen in my life. The 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 moments, the the just kind of the he's he's just he he looks around, you can see his life practically flash before his eyes. It's a hero's death. And it's just so remarkable what he brings to those seconds. So good. So so good. Hmm. Another fact about that, I broke my collarbone. Really? I broke my collarbone on set. How yeah. Did, how did that happen? I got pushed out of the church. Uh-huh. I got pushed out of that church and um, I landed funny on my shoulder and it, it it felt like Velcro. It was the end of the day on a Friday. It was the first week. My goal that week was to not die in character and mm. as an actor. Mm. Uh, not, you know, I could I could relate to my character's want of not dying. My, my one line, I went down there and shot one line I went down with only one line on the script and it turned into so much more for me over oh, the wow. course of the the film. Uh, but I had only one line scripted, which was, this is the Lord's house. Uh, you, 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 this is the Lord's house. Please respect the Lord's house. And um, they did that on the steps as the one of the bad guys pushes me out and, and that was the lines. Um, so yeah, I separated my shoulder. It felt like Velcro and I fractured my collarbone. And um, I uh, I have a period sling the rest of the movie because of that. The, oh, I went there, I showed up on Monday, and director Anthony's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm all right, I'm all right. And um, he said, okay, we're, we're going to put a uh, period sling in you for the rest of the movie. And um, yeah, it was amazing. That, that role for me, it, it went from one line on paper, obviously... Uh, you don't just show up with one line prep. There was different scenes where they would say that the, the community is gathered around for somebody's funeral, you know. And so I would look up, I would look up, I would think about, well, what am I doing there as a preacher, as the right. leader of this town, right. and, and and people, somebody that people look to. How how would I, how would I approach that? What what would I be doing in those moments? And so. I, I went to the Bible and I, I, I'd studied and, and, and picked out certain scriptures that, that would tie into to, to the moment of why I was there. And, and, and that stuff was great. Antoine was amazing with allowing the actors um, the freedom to, to breathe the character and, and did a lot of improv on set. Uh, he was more interested in, in the pulse of the scene rather than how it was written 
how mm. it was laid out, you know, so he'd be open to interpretations. And um, yeah, he, he just allowed us to do it. And a lot of my, a lot of my ad lib stuff kept it. And by the end of the show, a um, couple of weeks before the end of shooting, they uh, they they wrote a scene for me with with Denzel. I had a one on one with Denzel in that film, which was fantastic. It was funny. We were at lunch one day, and um, my friend Sean Boyd, he, um, we we went through so many scripts on that shoot. You know, I think they call Goldenrod. It's like the seventh draft. Yes, I think yeah. this is the third Goldenrod we went to, and um, we got the updates at lunch. And sometimes there'd be tiny little changes to the script that didn't even affect you, but they'd print out the sides and they'd have to represent the uh, the entire script in an email and so this specific lunch we got it and just another one of those emails he's like we're sitting down having lunch he's like oh do you see the the updates he got rid of this scene i was like oh no that was a good scene he said well you've got a great scene with with number one i was like oh yeah it's great scene that's meat and potatoes that man yeah i saw it great great stuff and i didn't think anything of it i thought it was blagging i thought it was pulling my leg right yeah and um, I went home that night, and sure enough, the, there was the scene. It was it's a it's a nice moment in the film too. It's kind of like the the calm before the storm, you know. The 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 everybody button batting down the hatches. It's mm. coming, you mm. know. It was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and that that my my character turned into he had a full character arch, to me. Uh, that is an amazing story that you would be cast with one line. Yeah. And then end up with so much more. Yeah. I think that's testament to you bringing all of that research and all that, you know, you were ready for that. That, that probably, like, you, you can never guess what might have happened if things had gone a different way. But it seems unlikely that things would have played out like they did had you not done that work. Yeah. You know, to be ready and to be be that character, you know, so much deeper than that little representation yes. in the script. Yeah. yeah. That's the homework. That's the homework yeah. is to prep the character. Find a character. You know, don't prep the line. Right. Don't prep the line in 10 minutes. Right. Not even. Your reference to scene with number one, that's because uh, Denzel Washington's character is number one on the call sheet, exactly. right? It's the, It's literally the number one. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who might not be familiar, ah, with, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. He was yeah. number one, number one on the call sheet. This is a, actually a perfect segue. I think um, you mentioned the role that you just have, uh, that you just discussed, as a man of faith. Right? Yes. Uh, at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned uh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Your family's Jehovah's Witness, and later you mentioned having faith. I'm just curious, what, what role does that play in your life? It's it's played a role in in pieces in my whole life, you know. When I was when I was growing up, uh, uh, I probably I think maybe six or seven when they decided to to start going to the meetings and become Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And um, so it, it represented a change. It represented a change to me. I remember the Christmas stuff going upstairs and it feeling like it was it was it. I remember them putting them upstairs in the attic. And what you mean, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about Jehovah's Witness, but I'm assuming that the Christmas stuff was uh, yeah. that was not approved of. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they don't don't celebrate Christmas. Okay. No birthdays. Okay. Yeah, no 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 holidays pretty much. So yeah, I'll got I'll got put away. I remember definitely the there the, there was a change at that point. I never could understand the 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 one 
they, they would say that with the one true religion, uh, ours is the God of true prophecy. Right. What he foretells comes to be. And um, I, I just, you know, I, I never, I couldn't, never could understand because I knew there were so many other religions and right. I knew so many other faiths. And I just, I could never get my head around the fact that they felt like that, that ours was the one true one. And what was ours, the one? There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's in the Bible, but um, I, I don't know that that is reason to believe that that this is one, one true God to to worship. And I, I think religion is so so personal. It's kind of to an extent like politics. You know, I mean, if if the conversation comes up, then it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because you can, you know, you you even those discussions that you have with people that are opposed your religion or your politics sometimes they 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 can be pleasant and you can learn a lot about other things which i think it's what it's about yeah i think it, like going back earlier it's just about you know learning and 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 finding out things about other people you know i i i'm i'm very grateful that i was brought up looking back now as 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 much as probably i got ridiculed for it in school you know having to go out at assemblies while they do the prayer and um you know not celebrating birthdays and and certain things i wasn't allowed for a long time extracurricular activities you're not allowed to you know go play on a football field with and not play with people that aren't in the religion oh interesting yeah i mean my my parents weren't allowing that to happen i think based on you know that's that's what they want is people to to kind of hang out with people that are in their own Right. belief system right. and uh i just could never wrap my head around that but i i i think it probably molded who i am as a person so that 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 was a bridge for me okay right yeah. uh i think it it enabled me to um have respect and and look at the world um differently abraham lincoln i think it was it said i'm a member of the the church where i i, I do good and i feel good and if I do bad, then I feel bad. You know, I mm. think it's important to, to treat others with respect, no matter what, and, you know, res respect their own their own faith. I talk to God pretty much every day. You know, I have a relationship with him, but I don't feel as though I personally um, need to go somewhere to, to be taught how to talk to him or mm. to respect things that he would want me to respect. I, I I do good, I I give good, and you know I that that's the path that I choose, um, and so I I feel like you know, a lot of past experiences, prior experiences that that, that we have as individuals mold who we are presently, and I, and I think you know being brought up Jehovah's Witness and 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 going going through the changes that I went to when I moved in a different country, and you know. Um, just allowing life to happen and attracting, putting out good energy. I think you get good back. You know, mm, yeah. um, I'm, I'm I'm a firm believer, and you, you you get back what you put in. I've certainly witnessed you doing that. You know, it's always uh, it seems like it's always a good day when you show up on set oh. or show up someplace. I see evidence that supports what you're saying. Yeah, and and it's it affects not just you. I've I've noticed that when you're in a place that that place it takes on your energy oh, at a certain that's level. Oh, amazing, man. Thank you. That's such a compliment to hear. I can't tell you. That's that's what I want 
to do. I mean, that's what ultimately I would I would love to do is affect energy of, of, of people that I come into contact with and for the better, you know, and, and uh, nah, that's my that's my ultimate goal is to to get better understanding of 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 other people's energy and to be able to upbuild and, 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 and help and and just create, you know, create create dreams and just kind of keep pushing and helping people forward. You know, as somebody who cares a lot about education and mentorship and things like that, it's, you know, you worked on a film with us last summer and, you know, when you first stepped in here before we started rolling, you mentioned, you know, that you learn by doing and so on. But people also learn by uh, seeing how other people function, you know, and I think we were really fortunate to have you with oh. us. Uh, because I think you're a great example of how to how to be that 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 professional that that thinks that thinks about the bigger picture and thinks about other people and mm -hmm. is not quick to not quick to complain but it's very present and you know it's you know I don't know if you remember but one of the things that I enjoyed on that project is every day I'd try to get around and ask folks how I could. That help them do their job better mm -hmm. you know like is there something in the way of you being able to do your job the best that you could which is amazing and, to come and ask that which you know at the beginning of the shoot i didn't really didn't have to, you know there were obvious fires burning that i was trying <laughs> to to put out but as things settled into more of a routine it, it was actually a lot of fun to do that and i i remember talking with you and and you said oh everything's fine you know but then i remember you know we'd been using a lot of um polystyrene and disposable things with our craft service and meals and stuff and 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 you mentioned you know maybe there's some way we can be a, a lessen our environmental impact a little bit here, you know and recycle <laughs> oh and, this this industry so, eats it up yeah Oof. yeah and the way that you approached that was so humble and meaningful you know i really felt like yeah you, you know you're absolutely right we should be doing these things and uh I really appreciated what you brought to that project. Oh, thank you. And I'm um, looking for, you know, uh, when people hear this interview, the film will be out there in the world, at least at some level, at least at least pre premiered probably. So. I think it's so, to me anyway, it's so easy to, 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 to do that and to come with good energy and to to in, inspire others to, to feel the same energy by that. You know, it, it goes so much further than, than the darker um element of negativity and you know and you know getting beans on your plate when you're not supposed to what the it's 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 so easy to make to make a good impression and and i i, I try and do that wherever, wherever i go no matter what it is not just on set you know like it's some kind of a presentation or something that that, that i'm willed to do when i'm in that world no that's my life i I do that with everybody I meet. I try and, and, and do that because everybody can appreciate a leg up here and there. You know, if everybody lived that way, the, the world would be a much better place. And, you know, and it's not it's not hard to do. It's really not. I think that you uh, that, that perspective on it, that it's not that hard to do. I think that it is hard for some people. Yeah. It's harder for some people than others. Yeah. And I think, you know... Uh, I'm a fortunate thinker, I guess, yeah, in that I regard. So. Yeah. I, I, there's a book uh, I read a while ago called A Path Appears. And, um, you know, what's what becomes easy for us is what we practice at a certain level. Like, mm -hmm. when you go, when you walk a path once, yes. and then you walk it again, and then you walk it again, eventually yeah. a path appears, yeah. right? 
and you have you have made that path, you know. Well, that's and great. It, and it's harder for the people who haven't. Yeah. You know. Maybe that's what I can do then is 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 try and offer um, the first steps of the path in yeah. in in that regard, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. just the first couple of steps. Yeah. For somebody else. You're you're exactly right. I I am fortunate, and and I I I know I am fortunate, and 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 I'm sure that comes from my upbringing too. You know, another another blessing. I've got wonderful parents. You are know, they still Jehovah's Witness? They are. Yeah, I think they 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 got out of it about the time that I did. I was 18 when I could really kind of I'd pent it up for so long. I wasn't interested, but I was forced to go and then I was 18 I was just like I just let it all out I was like I can't go anymore I just don't believe it I don't I don't I don't practice it I'm, I'm I just I'm, I'm sorry um and they 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 were okay with it I think but after a year or two um in any organized religion I think there's certain things that might be um frustrating to see as far as the running of organizations oh, sure. you know it happens in every religion i know any it, human institution frankly. exactly yeah yeah you're exactly right and that's what it is it's humans um ruling it's what we do um but yeah i uh i i kind of just got got out of it and and um i, I must feel like they were do, doing it to mold me and my brother into um what they would consider to be better human beings, oh, interesting. you know, with mm -hmm. the with the teaching of the religion, um, but but no, it's, it wasn't like that at all. I used to think, oh yeah, they just don't want to give us birthday presents or Christmas presents. <laughs> I was young, oh, oh, <laughs> but now um, they 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 are back into it now. Um, I'm not sure if they're quite as involved as they used to be, but they do get the um, the social element and they go to the meetings and. Uh, they go i think they just had a convention this last weekend and they do the memorial and yeah but you feel like that's a part of a part of who you are yeah you know? yeah i definitely do yeah you know uh, i i was i was watching a, a little interview with uh donald glover childish gambino yes he was on late night talk show and he he was raised up to be he was raised a jehovah's witness i found out in the oh, really? interview and I, I never knew that about him but you know, I think I think when 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 you're shielded from certain things at a young age like that, like I was, and like obviously he was, it gives you um, not necessarily an appetite for um, grabbing onto certain things, but a a, a definite keen awareness yeah. of of certain elements of of life and how to live it um, that you weren't ever privy to. Um, when you were within the religion or in the confines of the religion, and um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Mm. I, I wouldn't look back on it and say, I wish I would never gone through it. There's nothing in my life, and I'm very, very thankful again for that. That I could reflect and say, even Tennessee, moving to Tennessee from Manchester, it, being stuck in the middle of nowhere. It's got to be a little bit of culture shock. It was jarring. It was a lot of a culture shock looking out the window and seeing instead of rain, it was pickup trucks <laughs> going by and warm yeah. every three hours. It was way out in the country. Right. That was tough, you know, but but it's all character stuff. It's all stuff that you can carry with you no matter what. It's just the stripes. We, we, we live in life. It's life stripes that we, we take. 
from every every situation there's there's always something that you can garner even in failure there's 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 that um um opportunity to to reflect and and wonder why the failure and and then learn from it anything that you fall flat on your face from is amazing that's so good you can you can take that analyze what happened and why you fell and then and then the next time you jump right over that next time you know you can hope that the problem is a little bit different, that it looks like that same problem, mm. but you fall into it again because, you know what, you've got that to go jump over again. And you've done it. You've gone through it and you've lived it and, 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 and learned from it. That's winning. That's, that's having your eyes on the prize. That's having faith. It's just yeah. the, the, the continuous movement forward is, is just to keep going. I think you know Maria Sager. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. That Maria is how I met you guys yes initially yeah. yep i interviewed her yesterday ah oh, love yeah. maria yeah and um you know one of the questions that i asked her is like the lifestyle of an actor what um what kind of a uh, partner what kind of a spouse like like what or what kind of understanding do they need like it seems like it's something that can complicate relationships filmmaking in general sure. is something that complicates relationships yeah and i guess do you have any wisdom to share about that maybe maybe from the perspective of somebody pursuing a career in in acting or filmmaking in mm. general like what what uh premises are are those those people's family gonna need to understand for it to be successful. Whose people? The spouse's family? Or yeah, yeah. Whatever? Well, the... your your spouse and or your family. Okay. Because you know, eventually, you know, you know uh, getting married oftentimes leads to having kids. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. Things like that. I think there has to be the definite understanding that 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 is a dream that you are chasing, and the there are so many sacrifices along the way that that you have to be open to um you have to adapt um my wife knows that if if we have a vacation booked when we book a vacation i'm going to book a movie and i have to buy insurance because of it because it, it happens consistently equal oh, wow. to the opportunity that i've booked oh. there's something that comes along and it will change plans and we've had to change plans and adjust plans umpteen times because of it that's and, funny that's what kyle just said the guy yeah. uh, kyle hinshaw who uh -huh. was interviewing just before you he said the exact exact same thing which he he just got back from a vacation which anyway which was extended because of a change in a production schedule but anyway just the whole idea that everything it's hard to make plans you know yeah you have to enjoy the moments rather than planning the moments i guess you know, um, if if I'm if I'm not working, like next week, I, let's go let's go to Florida tomorrow. Mm. You know, we'll go see my mother-in-law lives in Pensacola, and um, you know, we it's important to take those moments. Uh, my wife, thankfully, is very understanding as to what happens and how quick it comes, and how quick it goes, and um, she, I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for her knowledge of what I do and the sacrifices that we all as a family are willing to make. She's willing to as well. You know, sometimes I'll go meet her 
she'll go and I'll just have to drive or fly separately and and just that's that's just the way that that is as as you know in any any part partnership that is to be successful there has to be the element of adapting and so just be be sure that your um significant other is open to that and they understand that your dreams you know if 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 they're fighting against it in the early stages then that's that's a flag you know it's probably not going to get better it it won't get better it definitely won't um and and if they're looking at you you're like a hobbyist uh they they kind of laugh it off then that's another red flag too you know it's it's uh um it's just a lack of understanding as to what it is that we do and 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 how available we have to make ourselves at all times you know there's 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 no security in in paychecks Mm. um in 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 the acting world you know it kind of my my bank account is 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 like the work that i do it's like peaks and valleys you know ebbs and flows that's just the way that it is and my wife's okay with with that you know she she trusts that i i will do whatever i do and i i do it you know in order to to where we don't have to worry about the mortgage don't have to worry about the bills the bills sure but I'm, i'm i'm i stay ahead of them by a month or two so you know she knows that i'm looking and i know that she's looking too and you know i, I think um she 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 lives well within our means she's she's very good at you know both both the uh the, the shopping that we the, the food that we eat and and the, the clothes that that we have I shop for myself though <laughs> thrift store i always shop thrift store really? my wife yeah. is the same way you know so yeah that's that's beneficial uh, there's a bunch of stuff I actually want to bounce back to. <laughs> one thing is that, you know, one of the things that seems like uh, we, you always hear is that you need to be able to be in the present moment and live in the moment and not live with anxiety for the future yeah. or or just dwelling on the past. And it's it sounds like while not being able to plan, it, I, I can only imagine that that would be frustrating at a certain level, but it's got to keep you more... Like there's a certain amount of keeping you on your toes that has to be like you're forced into the moment. Yeah, kind of. absolutely. You know, the other thing is that I think that when you work at a job where your income is very predictable, like it's exactly this. I think most people in that situation spend nearly exactly that. Yeah. Or sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Uh, but they, you know, you're your monthly expenses end up balancing out almost exactly to exactly what you make. And I think that there, while it may be uh, unpleasant at times, if your income actually does go up and down, it probably makes it a little easier to to build your monthly expenses around the dip mm-hmm. a little bit. So when there is a yeah. peak... Uh, you haven't already planned how to spend every cent of that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like it could be. I and... definitely think it is. Working in a restaurant, it's like I'd be working, I'd, sometimes I'd work like four nights a week. The restaurant that I worked at, that, that's considerable amount of money. And I remember thinking when I was in the mindset of just working, working, working at the restaurant, I, I can't take off on a Friday night. Oh, I can't take off on a Saturday night. I can't do that, you know, because there was something that would be in town, a festival or something. And I I always used to look at it like, ah, I just can't, I can't do it. That's the night I made my money. Um, But now stepping away from that and and those 
confines that we set for ourselves, it's given me more freedom, more freedom to, it's, it gives you so much more freedom to not be married to what is definitely coming in. I don't know, it's, it's, it is empowering as, as somebody in the arts who, who takes work sporadically to, to not be married to the constant consistency of a paycheck. It's, it's, there's a sense of freedom in that, I think, you know. Well, and it also sounds like, uh, I know this is a recurring theme, but it takes some life experience and maturity to see it that way, yeah. I think. Um, it's, I think it's very easy to sort of make the choice, you know, well, this is when I'm going to make the money, so of course I'm going to do that thing. You yeah. know, it's almost like a foregone conclusion. What was it that you said earlier? The things that we desire and the things that we need that they control our freedom or something like that yeah, you said they can really? do yeah anyway they can I, strangulate I the the story that you just told it's another example it's, it's, of the it's same amazing thing. just jumping just when i when i jumped out at the restaurant full time and i was able to say i'm an actor how empowering that is to be able to say that, that that's what you do and opportunities came because of that i think you know work begets work in this business and um, the fact that you're able to do stuff, I was I worked on a project um, a couple of years ago that has enabled me to go to LA and work, to mm. Miami and work, to Texas and work. It's it's kind of uncanny how having faith and and belief is enabled me to have a sense of freedom of being able to go with the flow in in a lot of elements. I I got so close on my bank account, I was looking to my paycheck. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna. I'm going to have to go back to the restaurant in a couple of weeks and just start making some money, a little bit of money, and, and um, that's just what's going to happen. And um, I remember I booked a commercial, like right there, it was a national commercial, mm. but two national commercials based on that. And then, and then again, um, six, eight months later, when paycheck was dwindling again, the, the savings was dwindling down, it's like... I think I'm going to have to go back, um, you know, and then I was getting right, right, right to it, and then I booked three works on three weeks on Black Panther, kept me going for another six months. It's it's like how much how there's this there's this God. I think he's 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 asking you how much do you want this? How much are you willing to sacrifice? How much of your comfort zone are you able to step out of? How much trust do you have that I am here for you and, and will give you what you need when you need it? How much faith do you have in me? Just that alone to be able to fall back on, on God. God is my fallback, right? That's my fallback job is God. And um, yeah, it's it's important to, to, to have faith in, in, in forward motion. Thank you to God for that. It requires a leap. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it does. A leap of faith is what it is, right? And it's so empowering and fulfilling. And um, yeah, it, it, it creates that energy. Mm. That's the energy that you want. You, That's the energy. And and, and, and it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of connection, a lot of networking that enables you to, you, you know when it's right time to do it. You don't, I'm not just saying that, you you know, that, that, young kid that I've worked with before and who who lived and breathed acting but he didn't have any life stripes and he didn't have a great deal of of experience either in 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 the business of 
and show business. It is there is a definite element of business right. aside from the craft right. that you have to navigate through. He didn't have that, and so you know, with with without that there, um, then it it is it, is blind faith. Uh, it's important to be have guided faith, you know, and mm. and and have a relationship with with the different elements with the business with god with with the craft and 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 you know and and that way it's a calculated jump that's stuntman he's not just jumping out because it looks cool he's jumping out because <laughs> he knows where that mat is right. <laughs> right you know he's he's taking all every precaution he knows where it is right he's going right so it's a balance it is yeah and you said earlier that you sometimes you you feel even though it may still be scary, you you sort of feel like you you can feel when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 different stages I think in 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 life in in whatever career path that you choose to take. Um, you you get to them and you know, there's there's a set of um, you've educated yourself enough to to know where these flags are, where there's red flags along the path and it starts out by simple communication communication is a key you know um, when you're not getting paid communication is everything everything and 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 when things communication wise go go off the tracks then that's a that's a definite flag that that needs to be recognized and you know i've done so much work over the years that 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 has been for free and and it's mm. important to do that because that yeah. is doing it. That's the experience. That's that's the creating that that little energy vacuum of what you want to do. And right. and you act where you can, when you can, and do it, do it, do it as much as possible. Um, I think that that is an important way to to move forward. But you 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 know when you get to the point where you don't or you won't work for free again. You know, not that I, I I, I will. If it's the right project, if it's beneficial, mm. if 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 it's a project that I believe is going to help me help other people take those two steps forward, I I, I yeah. would do it for that reason. If it's working with an actor who I respect and admire, and it's his project, I will do it for free um, because I know that you know it's 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 not it's not about it's not about money. Of course, I'm 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 very um, aware of what it takes to enable myself to keep doing it and and that is right. money right um and yeah. so uh th there's there's a line to toe there right but ultimately it's not about it's not about money it's about doing what i dream mm. what i love to do yeah there's there's definite progression that you go to the more you do it that that you you're willing to you, you don't have to look beyond things anymore once you get to certain stages in your career the goal for this project was to Help share some wisdom, you know. When I think about this, I think of my students, you know. That they're my first audience for most all this stuff, you know. You're doing it for the right reason then. See, that's empowering and that's fulfilling, right? That's that's it. That drives you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's gift. You say gift. You've given uh, me and by extension anybody who hears this such a great gift with your wisdom today. Oh. So yeah, thank you for oh, that. I'm so grateful. One of the things that I think is remarkable about Mark Ashworth is that if you work in filmmaking in the Southeast and you bump into other people who work in film, there's a good chance they'll know Mark. And when you bring him up, if they do know him, 
there's a really good chance they're going to say something along the lines of, man, what a good guy, you know, what a great guy to have around. That's certainly the experience that I had. I know today's episode is a little bit longer than the ones that have come before it, but there was just so much in there. I did cut this down from um, almost two and a quarter hours to close to an hour and a half. It's really hard to know what to cut out when there's so much good content with substance. Maybe I should have made it into a two-parter. I don't know. Anyway, there it is. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.